Okay, so once again, we're, excuse me, looking at Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, and specifically the section on training the mind in the stage of the path shared in common with beings of medium capacity. And then looking at the outline of that section, uh, there are four categories, and the fourth category is called ascertaining the nature of the path uh, leading to liberation. So that's actually the section uh, that we're on. Uh, and if you turn to page 333, uh, you'll find the beginning there. Uh, and you'll see the major heading is uh, labeled D, uh, ascertaining the nature of the path leading to liberation. And then there are two categories there. Uh, the kind of life uh, uh, through which you halt cyclic existence, uh, and then the kind of path you cultivate to halt cyclic existence. So then when we move on uh, further, uh, we look at, there are more um, categories. So then uh, when we look at the uh, first section uh, and get through it, then we get to uh, on the, the kind of basis or the kind of life needed uh, to halt cyclic cyclic existence, then you get to the kind of path needed to, um, to, to cultivate, to halt cyclic existence. And in that section, there are actually three categories. Uh, first, the certainty of the enumeration uh, of the three trainings, uh, so the certainty, the certainty of three. Uh, and then the third, second category, the determination uh, of the order of the three uh, trainings. And then the third category is the nature of the three trainings. Uh, so these are the three categories um, under uh, this major heading, which is the second heading of the section. And it's called the kind of life you cultivate uh, to halt cyclic existence. And that's actually on page 339 uh, in the English. Let me just find the Tibetan. It's Rimche Lipui. To Lapa Okay. Um, so, 
Actually, turn to page 341 uh, now. We're actually going to begin with the uh, quote from the sutra requested by Brahma. Um, so, uh, the nature of the three trainings uh, is as the sutra requested by Brahma states. Okay. Okay. Lapisan Rangjing. Okay. Nature. Ethical discipline has six branches. Concentration is the four blissful abodes. The four aspects of the Four Noble Truths are always pure, sublime wisdoms. Um, so here, uh, this is referring to those three highest higher trainings, the highest higher training in ethics, concentration, uh, and wisdom. Okay. So the first um, highest higher training is the highest higher training in ethics. So here in this uh, sutra it states that ethical discipline has six branches and they list below. Uh, concentration is the four blissful abodes. So the highest higher training in concentration allows one to, uh, when realized, achieve a state of mental and physical pliancy, uh, which is a very blissful state, a blissful state of the mind uh, that the mind abides in, and then a blissful state that the body abides in. Um, so this is uh, the kind of the result of concentration, which comes about only by the highest higher training in ethics being its basis. Um, so one first has this higher highest higher training in ethics, which is the basis, and then the highest higher training in concentration uh, can arise. And then as a result of that, the four aspects of the Four Noble Truths are always pure sublime wisdoms. This is referring to the highest higher training uh, in wisdom, and this specific um, object of observation stated here are, is the 16 attributes of the Four Noble Truths. Um, so. Uh, that's what this is referring to, um, and as a, a whole, the three highest higher trainings. So when we look at the first category, ethical discipline has six branches. Uh, those six branches uh, are basically three categories of two. Um, so first it says one and two both. The possession of ethical discipline and restraint by the vows of individual liberation demonstrate the pure ethical discipline that certainly leads to liberation. Uh, then number three through four, both rights and possession of range of support demonstrate uh, unimpeachable pure ethical discipline. And then number five, uh, the, the, the next group, five and six, but number five is dread of even the smallest misdeed demonstrates pure ethical discipline that is unspoiled, and then correctly, number six, correctly undertaking and training in the fundamental uh, trainings demonstrates flawless 
uh, pure ethical discipline. Uh, so these are the three uh, groups of two, making for a total of six branches, and that's what's referring the sutra is here referring to. Okay. Um, so the first two uh, uh, mean the following. So the first, the possession of ethical discipline is referring to the ethics which abandons the ten non-virtuous activities. Uh, so that possession of ethical discipline is an actual ethic uh, as an um, active engage, actively engaging in abandoning non-virtue, and specifically those ten non-virtues. Then uh, next it says, restraint by the vows of individual liberation uh, demonstrate the pure ethical discipline that certainly leads to liberation. So those uh, different sets of individual liberation vows are what's being referred to here, uh, and and basically. Uh, abandoning uh, that which is um, an infraction with regards to those vows. Magajumba Tambo Megewa Jupon Nipa Jitin Jitin the two people Chambuji Woodis Chambo Jitin the Tumba Jitin Sena Gewaji Yuma Tumba Chum Chambuji Woodis Chabo Ah, Chambo Chamba Jar, Chambuji Woodis My Chambuji Yuma, Mediba Jesuma, Diba Jesuis Okay, then a Sumba Jitin Megewa Dangua the Ruda Megewa Okay. What the rebuttal did was Okay. Um, so, uh, and then the delpa, the choka, the sum. Choka did the teaching children do what? Choka did the sum down the wall. Okay, so. Okay, so uh, the next it says both rights and possession of range of support demonstrate unimpeachable pure ethical discipline. So, number three, rights, uh, it says in the commentary there are three. Um, different categories. Uh, the first category is referring to the active abandonment uh, of the ten non-virtuous activities. Um, and then the next is um, uh, uh, peak, uh, kind of harmony within the world. So behavior that is harmonious with that of the world. Um, so I believe that's the best way to translate that. Um, and then uh, the next is um, abandoning that which is non-virtuous according to the world. So uh, whatever according to like the worldly standards are at that time as far as what is thought of as on a non-virtue uh, not acting non-virtuously. 
so these are the three uh, that rights refer to. Then a zhipa. So true. Yeah. Okay, Neyu, Nepal, Neyu, Sikh people, help. 
Okay, then it get Jepa, the gay again? Okay. Then Jepa ドゥパダンジェパチャパガレ。ドゥパジェパダンジェパチャパガレ。ドゥパジェパダンジェパチャパガレ。ドゥパジェパダンジェパチャパガレ。ドゥパジェパダンジェパチャパガレ。ド
Uh, so number th- uh, so when we look and uh, we go back uh, to see uh, the various categories um, and how this works so uh, it says rights and possession of range of support demonstrate uh, unimpeachable pure uh, ethical discipline um, so uh, let's put this away of course うん。で、あ、ちょうどで、ジェアンジュスルナ。で、タンボチョカ。で、ちょうどで、ロウテソンジャーの、もう結局もう、ちょっと、タンボチェ。オッケー、タンボチェ。ちょうどで、ロウテ
ジェバタワ、ラバランジェバタワニロ。ね、マナブジュニタパテントス。タカナマトニョモラタラヨロ、タゴンボ、ゴンニョモトラテナカオグチェンボンティンチョモ。ね、チェンボラソンディンラフン
Okay. Um, so when it says the four abodes of the mind refers to four meditative stabilizations, uh, when we look at this word, um, meditative stabilization, 
uh, that and um, meditative stabilization and uh, tinginzi, uh, single pointed concentration are the same. They have uh, the same meaning. Uh, so when we look at the Tibetan, uh, the word that's used for this word, meditative stabilization, is the same word, is synonymous with um, single pointed concentration um, and, and more specifically, the training in concentration. Um, so this meditative stabilization, you could say the training in meditative stabilization is the training in uh, um, concentration. They're the same meaning, synonymous. One, dun uh, cheek, one meaning, literally. Uh, it means the training of the mind, which is blissful, because the mind abides blissfully in this lifetime. So when we look at the results of single-pointed concentration or meditative stabilization, we have this mental pliancy. We have physical pliancy. Uh, and this word pliancy, um, it, it's translated in English as pliancy. Um, but within the word in Tibetan, it's like a peace so it's a peace of the mind becomes at peace. The body is at peace. Um, so they use the word pliancy, just as a translator's note, um, because what happens at that time is it, your mind is very easy and pliable, and your body becomes very light and, and easy to use. But the literal word uh, is peace. There's like a peace that comes over you. Um, so as a result, it's pliant. Um, but, and that's why they use that word, but it's really a peacefulness of the body, a peacefulness of the mind. And that's why it says, because the mind abides blissfully uh, in this lifetime. That bliss is referring to the peace that's created through this stabilization. So sorry about all the translator note, but I just want to make it clearer what the Tibetan says and means. Thanks, Sir ตาเดบาจิตัลตุงเอตะบะคุนจุตะบะกุเนลอเตจิโรวะโอเคตาตอมบุตุงเอตะบะตะนาบาจิโหเรสตีนาบาจิเนตุงเอลาตุงเอล
Okay, so uh, when we look at these, um, all right, let me just read on here. So the, the um, four, where the sutra requested by Brahma reads, the four aspects of the four, the four noble truths, the four aspects of these four are four aspects of each of the four truths. Um, so when we look at the four noble truths, um, it's the first turning of the wheel of Dharma. The Buddha stated, this is the superior truth of suffering. This is the superior truth of origin. This is the superior truth of cessation. Uh, and this is the superior truth of path. Um, so these are the four noble truths that are being spoken of. And when we look at the four noble truths, each of the four truths has four attributes or four aspects uh, related to it. Um, so this makes for a total of 16. So we say that there are 16 attributes of the Four Noble Truths. Um, so uh, the, that's what these uh, four aspects um, of the Four are, are referring to, um, those actual attributes of the Four Noble Truths. Um, so when we, uh, there really isn't a lot, large amount of meaning uh, that's given when we look at the uh, great treatise. So we can turn to a, a separate text um, where we find much more of an explanation uh, given um, about each of these 16 attributes um, of the Four Noble Truths. And that's the uh, um, Penchen Sun Andrapa's text called The General Meaning of Perfection. Uh, it's actually the textbook, he's the textbook writer for Drepung Losa Ling. Uh, and that text is the text used for the study of Prajnaparamita uh, in the monastery. Um, so uh, in it, uh, we have the breakdown um, of the Four Noble Truths uh, and the 16 attributes of them. 
Um, so uh, it's done uh, in a form which uh, we've done before, subject, thesis, uh, reason. Um, and, and then there's a statement about each of these 16 attributes of the Four Noble Truths. So uh, the first Noble Truth, the Truth of Suffering, has four attributes. The first attribute is um, its impermanence. Um, so uh, if we were uh, to say that um, the, we'll use the subject that we've used before, the five um, con contaminated appropriated aggregates. Um, so when we look at the five aggregates, uh, form, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness, um, these, those appropriated contaminated aggregates are the subject that we're going to use over and over. Uh, so we say uh, they are um, uh, um, impermanent uh, because of being produced occasionally. Um, so uh, there is this occasional production and uh, disintegration that takes place. Uh, so therefore they are impermanent. Uh, the next is, uh, they are, um, I'll just list the four and then go back to them, that's what Rinpoche did. So, true sufferings has four attributes, uh, impermanence, um, suffering, emptiness, and selflessness. Um, so, uh, true sufferings, the five contaminated appropriated aggregates are true sufferings. Uh, they're, uh, and then when we look at the uh, smaller fashion, each attribute of true sufferings, we say, that they are impermanent. Why are they impermanent? Because of being produced occasionally. Uh, then we say that they are suffering. Uh, why are they um, suffering? Um, um, they are suffering because of the dunyao yin day, the da. Da le le la bujit lo, de lo guzor ta na na. Sa jin yon le pong bu chuyu jiroa, sa jin yon tong bu droa. Dung yin temi na ba dung, ma da dung yin tong wang da me jim ar Mata Okay, so um, when we look, so Rimache said, let's actually just look directly at the general meaning of perfection um, because it was a little different than what he had said originally. So, uh, what I had in my notes. So, Rimache is just going to go through it, and it actually begins with empty. Uh, so it's Okay. Uh, so, um, so it begins with emptiness. Um, so, uh, so we say that the five appropriated contaminated aggregates are empty because they are uh, empty of a pure self that is different from it. Uh, so. Uh, um, so different from them, I guess you would say. 
Um, so the five contaminated appropriated aggregates are empty because they are uh, lacking or there is a pure self uh, that's absent that's different from them. Um, so that's the first point that's made. Uh, the second point that's made is in relation uh, uh, to suffering. Uh, and so Rinpoche said, um, let's give an example, actually, I'm sorry, of the emptiness. Um, so we can say that a rope uh, is empty of being a snake. There's an absence of a snake in a rope. Um, but So that's why when one cognizes a rope as a snake in a dirt dark room, that's a mistaken view. That's a wrong view um, because it's actually empty of being a snake. There's an absence of a snake there because it's a rope, um, but that one can mistake it for a snake. And the thing which negates that mistake is recognizing that it's a rope, uh, that um, it's empty of being a snake. So here we're stating that it's empty because it's empty of a of being, there's an absence, an empty of a pure self that's different from those, uh, those aggregates, those contaminated, appropriated aggregates. You can't find something separate from them, which is a pure self, a single, partless, individual, inherently existent, separate entity, doesn't exist. Um, so that's what it means by it's empty of it. It means there's an absence. Okay. Um, so uh, when we look at these um, uh, 16 by way of an example, uh, we can use this example of the snake to clarify what this, this first one's really referring to. And we can use this kind of analogy for the rest of them as well, and thinking along these lines of what they they mean. Uh, so if you can use examples um, and think about them by way of example, then you'll understand the meaning of it and be able to come to the understanding of the meaning of it. Uh, so we're going to take a short break. Um, Rinpoche all went through uh, the four, just as a note to everybody, um, but then said that he wanted to go through them again using the text, so I didn't translate what he originally stated because he said he just wanted to go through it using the text, so just as a note, not the video. Uh, take a break. Okay, and I just want to quickly um, when we look at the emptiness, um, I just want to use the, the syllogism a little bit again and just clarify so the mental and physical appropriated mental um, aggregates, um, the contaminated appropriated aggregates are empty because of being devoid of a supervisory self that is a different entity from them, that is different from them. Um, so here I have uh, empty of a pure self that is different from them. Um, this word supervisory is used, um, I noticed in this translation, that's similar. Uh, to what is in the, the Parshin Shiddin. So I just thought I'd mention that um, the supervisory self that's different from it. Um, so anyway, Rinpoche, so when we look at the uh, um, first noble truth, the truth of suffering, there are four attributes. Uh, now, uh, the four attributes are that they're impermanent, 
suffering, empty and selfless. The text that we're looking at, the general meaning of perfection by Pension Sanandrapa, begins with empty. Um, so the con appropriated contaminated aggregates are empty because of being uh, empty of or devoid of a supervisory self that is different from them. Uh, so that's the first one. Um, so the next is suffering. Uh, so the um, contaminated uh, um, appropriated aggregates uh, are suffering because of being under the influence of contaminated actions and afflictions. Um, so this is number two. So um, we don't have um, any kind of independence when it comes to getting old, getting sick, dying. We don't have any kind of control over that. We are under the control or influence of contaminated actions and afflictions. Um, so we have uh, no independence in relation to ourselves aging or as we get older. Uh, we don't have any independence or uh, um, um, say in whether we get sick or not or when we will become sick. Uh, and we don't have any independence in relation to our death. Um, so this is why we say um, that it, our um, contaminated appropriated aggregates are suffering. Um, because we we don't have um, any kind of control over uh, what they produce. So by thinking about this, by thinking about the fact that the um, five appropriated uh, contaminated aggregates are suffering, it acts as an opponent to the grasping at them as being happiness. Uh, so when we see them as misery, when we see them as suffering, uh, um, then we're correctly looking at them. Um, and then this, uh, uh, this correct um, view of them comes about by seeing that they, that they are suffering because of being under the outside influence uh, of contaminated actions and afflictions. Um, so it's uh, that word under the outside influence, meaning there's no independence. Uh, those are those are in control. Those are in charge. Deep uh, sorrow, Mr. Chair. That's why you know the Pompeo Jr. Metaba yente 
ジェンガチエシェスサジニョアレポムトマタバレスマタバイムジュセンカレスランリチボコロンのマタバソンエルマトマタバイムジュセンソンマロマタバイムジュセンカンガロナンデンロニエバンソンエルロニエバワテンテ
So when we um, <coughs> the, this attribute of impermanence um, and when we look at um, that subject again, the five appropriated contaminated aggregates are impermanent because of being produced occasionally. This combats the grasping at them as being permanent, grasping at these aggregates as being permanent. Um, so this, um, all of these kind of attribute, attributes negate some sort of um, view um, in relation to the main topic, you know, which is one of the truths. Um, so um, this impermanence negates the view that they're permanent and that grasping at them as being permanent. Similar to, again, that example that if you grasp at a uh, rope as being a snake, knowing that it's a rope and not a snake is what gets rid of that grasping. Knowing that it's impermanent and not permanent gets rid of that grasping. Knowing that it's uh, empty and not unitary gets rid of that grasping. Um, so Rimache, um I forgot before when you used that uh, um, example of the snake um, and how that view's gotten rid of, and then uh, in relation to abandoning all of these mistaken views and re- related to the um, truths. Dig so. So the next, the five appropriated contaminated aggregates are selfless. Um, So why are they selfless? They're selfless because of... um, not being established as an infl- uh, as an independent self, um, so it's not established as an independent self. Therefore, it's selfless. Let me see what it says here. As an independent self, um, aggregates are selfless because of not existing as an independent self, but being under the influence. Yeah, it doesn't say that in there. So yeah, not existing as an independent self. So now uh, we've gone through the four attributes of that first noble truth, truth of suffering. So uh, impermanent suffering, selfless, and empty. Mm. Okay, Juji 
Dunga Kunjun Dungeon <laughs> We've gone through the four attributes of the first uh, um, truth, the truth of suffering, the impermanence, suffering, selflessness, and empty. Now we move on to true origins. So in this case, we're going to use the uh, contaminated actions and attachment as a subject. Um, true origin has four attributes. First, cause. Second, um, origin. Third, strong production. And fourth, condition. Uh, so these are the four attributes of uh, truth of origin. Um, and we begin with um, uh, true origins as being a cause. Uh, they're a cause uh, because of being the root of suffering. Um, uh, so, so it says uh, our cause is because of being the roots of suffering. Uh, I wrote in my notes, possessor um, of the roots of suffering. Uh, 
so they're a cause because they're the possessor of that. Um, and then Rinpoche said that there are uh, four categories of, um, in relation to um, uh, origin. Um, so there are four wrong views that are created um, in relation to how, how things are produced. Uh, the first wrong view is one that would be held by hedonists or um, uh, nihilists, and that, that, that is that there is no cause. Uh, so there's no cause whatsoever um, for uh, the, this arisal of things. Uh, the next is that there is just one cause. Um, so this, uh, some Muslims, some uh, Christians believe that there's uh, just one, one thing that's created all. Um, all other things. Um, and the third is that um, the, some cre something created by the mind of Shiva. Um, so by Shiva's mind, uh, then all, all things have been created. Um, and then the fourth is that there's some sort of independent self uh, that creates it. Um, some sort of uh, solitary, independent um, self um, that makes it happen. And I think it's uh, within the object itself. Like there's a rangjinta, like the self, there's a natural self um, that's there, that's present, um, that creates it. Like it, it, it itself is created by this natural self. Um, so that, that's the fourth um, kind of view uh, that's negated. Uh, so by seeing um, that uh, so, um, the subject contaminated actions and attachment are uh, causes because of being uh, the root of suffering or possessor of the root of suffering, by recognizing that, then that negates this idea that things uh, have no cause whatsoever um, held by the nihilists. Sajil Okay. The next is origin. Um, so we're, again, we'll use the, the contaminated um, actions and attachment are uh, origins uh, because of producing all uh, forms of suffering again and again. Um, and in, here I have uh, all forms of suffering that are its results again and again. Um, so it's, it's showing how the, um, that is actually, going back to the first, the roots of suffering, we see that uh, um, because it produces all forms that are its results of suffering again and again. Okay. 
Rondi Dunga, shoot Tabo, Nemsung Dunga Lasuba, Tab G. Inzan, Zaji, Nabasagres. What he caught is Lu, Onju, Lu, you are Honton and Zimbas, or tell no woman. Wong Shu Onju, Lu, you are Honton and Shabazz of Lushi, Sumbatro, Lushi Sumba. What to Majan Kalisantan Gaurta? So the first, uh, um, uh, the first uh, true origins are causes negates causelessness, uh, the view of causelessness. The second, uh, there are origins because of uh, producing um, all forms uh, of suffering again and again, uh, negates that one cause um, idea, that there's one cause. Uh, the third, which is um, strong production, negates this idea that the, the creation by the mind of, of Shiva. Um, and it says, uh, contaminated um, actions and attachment, uh, I'm sorry, the, the subject contaminated actions and attachment are strong production because of um, Suffering, its result is produced with strong force. Um, so that's number three. Let's see what they wrote here. Strong productions, contaminated actions and attachment are strong producers because they produce suffering with great force. Uh, Zerumache was saying that after this is recorded, it goes all over the world, uh, and scholars such as the Dalai Lama himself will look at these, and we need to be careful to make sure that the information is correct. Many scholars look at these texts. These. Uh, so, um, they'll listen to what has been stated uh, and then think about it and perhaps it will be um, helpful or like almost an aid in expanding their understanding of it. So we, one gets rid of this idea that there is a production um, by the force of, Ishvara, of Shiva's mind by seeing that uh, this strong production, uh, this attribute of strong production uh, in relation to origin. So we can say that uh, contaminated actions and attachment are strong production because suffering, its result, is produced with strong force. Um, uh, so uh, we would say that um, these things are not created by the mind of Ishvara. Um, okay. What 
so then uh, number four uh, deals with the attribute of condition. Um, so the fourth attribute of the truth of origin. Um, so we can say, well, again, we'll use that same subject. Uh, the subject, which is the um, contaminated aggregates, uh, I'm sorry, contaminated actions and attachment are uh, conditions um, because attachment to cyclic existence acts as a cooperative condition for suffering. Um, so uh, I have in my notes, I think it's just because it is a cooperative condition for suffering, its result. Um, so um, that's right from the Parshin Shittan. So the general, general meaning of perfection. Um, so this gets rid of the notion of this uh, uh, independent self um, the origin from an independent self or a rangjin, a naturally abiding self. Um, so this negates that fourth mistaken view. Okay. Okay. Hindu Hindu Okay. Okay. Then a cook tambo. Taba you made the zimbas. Taba mebans in Lojamba. Taba meba. Okay. Sabodu. Saji Chabangaji Tabans in Lodi. Zuzu made to the Taba in Lodinjero. Telling your moon Chabangaji Taba in Zagate Hindu in the Hindu. Okay, Tambo the Tarpa Mepa. Tarpa Mepa, the Sache. Saji 
مزان بشو بده و تبیل های لادر Okay, so here uh, then there are four views that are uh, to be negated. So now we move on to true cessations. And true cessations each have uh, has four attributes as all of them do. And there are four wrong views that are negated uh, with these attributes. So the first is that they're uh, um, I'll just go through each of them and say what's negated. I think that's the easiest way to do it. Um, so the first one uh, is related uh, to cessation. So the first attribute of true cessations is cessation. Um, and this is to, um, this actually negates the view of the hedonist or nihilist that there is no liberation. Uh, so there's a view that there is no liberation. Uh, the second uh, is called pacification. Um, and pacification is done, is, negates the view that contaminated states such as the form and formless realms are liberation. Um, so some, some view uh, that um, these, these, the Jain tradition um, and others uh, um, feel that, uh, that, that there's a, um, these states are actually liberation, uh, which are contaminated states. Uh, then the third is that auspicious highness um, and counters the idea that there is um, uh, some kind of aff afflicted um, pathway uh, that is um, higher, is a higher way or something uh, to achieve liberation. Rimshay used the example of um, using sex or intercourse as a pathway. Um, in some of the Hindu traditions, the kind of idea of tantra. Kama Sutra is used, um, and that there's this higher kind of way um, in which uh, this aff uh, afflicted um, um, liberation is is possible. Um, and then the fourth uh, is that there is an idea that it's called definite emergence, um, and this counters the idea that liberation is reversible. Um, so that the, in the Pramanavartika Karika, it states that once the afflictions are removed, they no longer occur again. Therefore, what they create, which is suffering, no longer occurs again. So there's no way to reverse that state. Um, so uh, this definite emergence, this attribute of the, uh, um, the truth of origin, the third noble truth, uh, uh, I'm sorry, truth of cessation, the third noble truth, um, definite emergence shows that one is emerges for sure. There is not... Uh, a returning that takes place. Oh, 
Okay. Um, so cessation, um, so this counters this idea that there is no liberation. So we, we see this first idea that there is uh, um, uh, no liberation from cyclic existence. So uh, cessation uh, is uh, an abandonment of suffering, and it's a complete abandonment, a total extinguishment of suffering. Um, and it says, uh, a separation which is a total extinguishment of suffering by its antidote is a cessation because being a, a state of having abandoned suffering. Uh, once you cut a tree, if you look at a tree, for instance, uh, if you use fire, fire is an antidote for a tree. Uh, if you burn that tree down, that tree is no longer there. Um, likewise, what creates... Um, Suffering. What creates the, the, the experiences of suffering? It's really the grasping at true establishment um, that creates the suffering. So once one has the wisdom which realizes selflessness, this serves as an antidote to the grasping at true establishment. And once that's gone, once that's no longer there, that which it creates can no longer be present. Likewise, once you burn a tree down, uh, so to give an example, once you burn a tree down, that tree's no longer there. Once you get rid of grasping, that grasping's no longer there. What's no longer there can no longer create what it created when it was there, and therefore it, there is the this, this state of liberation. Um, so uh, this is how we look at it from the point of view of cessation uh, and proofs and signs and reasoning. <laughs> You can't say to somebody who's not a Buddhist, oh, there is a nirvana, there is a liberation. Why? Because Buddhists said so. This isn't an adequate answer to give to a non-Buddhist. One has to use um, logic. So when we look at a, a tree itself and it's growing, uh, while it's growing, it will continue to grow. But if something is um, put uh, with it, 
it can be stopped in its process. So if you take fire and put it with that tree and that burns that tree down, then it was the antidote to the tree. The tree is no longer there. Suffering is caused by the grasping at true establishment. If you get rid of the grasping at true establishment, if one can have the wisdom realizing emptiness, the emptiness of things, the lack of true establishment of things, then that which is created by its opposite, which is grasping at things as truly established, is abandoned and then no longer arises or no longer is no longer created. Um, so this is uh, um, the realizing a rope is a rope gets rid of the idea that it's a snake. Get realizing that things are not truly established gets rid of this notion that they are that creates all of the suffering. Um, so this is how one is able to abandon uh, suffering and how one proves that suffering can be abandoned because what creates it can be abandoned. Uh, and the growth can be stopped by burning a tree down. Grasping can be stopped by applying the truth. Complete abandonment, separation. Okay, so a separation which is the complete abandonment of action uh, and of, of karma and afflictions. Uh, um, so that's going to be the subject. The subject, a separation which is a complete abandonment of action and afflictions is a cessation because uh, it is uh, a separation that is a cessation of suffering. A cessation of suffering. Uh, so that's, uh, it's a separation. It's a cessation because it's a separation from suffering. All right, that makes more sense. So the subject, the separation which is complete, a complete abandonment of actions and afflictions is a cessation because it is a separation from, 
It is a separation, which is a cessation of suffering. Sorry, it's just a lot of words put together in the Tibetan also. So, Digson. That's Okay. So the subject, a separation which is a complete abandonment of karma and afflictions, is pacification because it is a separation that is a pacification of the afflictions. Um, so uh, um, that's number two. So it's a, uh, and it abandons the idea that contaminated states are uh, liber states of liberation. Um, so by seeing um, that uh, a state of completely abandoning suffering is what liberation is, is what a, a pacification is. Um, I'm sorry, of having completely abandoned afflictions is what a state of liberation or pacification is. One can see that contaminated states, such as the form and formless realm, are not states of liberation. That's a karma nga yure. So now we move on to number three, which is auspicious So the next is uh, a separation, which is a complete abandonment of action and afflictions, is uh, auspicious highness because it is character uh, a separation is characterized by benefit uh, and happiness and a jipa not so this law then jipa the ngaje ngejo ta ngejo ga na ba yitro te chu ngejo ga na ba yite ta ngejo ta mujo yite wa yimbeje nyomo leji punjo la do wa hota ta nyono and then uh, definite emergence is the last one so a separation which is a complete abandonment of actions and afflictions or karma and afflictions is a definite emergence because it is free from suffering that will never occur again uh, suffering that will never occur again so let me just read it here um, what it says in the text a separate okay cessation um, it is a cessation because um, of being a state of having abandoned that suffering. It is a pacification because of being a state of having abandoned an affliction. Uh, it is auspiciously high because of being a liberation other than which there is no superior source of help or happiness. And it's a definite emergence because of being a liberation from that suffering such that it will never occur again. Uh, so these are the four um, attributes of true cessations and what they uh, serve as antidotes for. So we're going to end class there. Um, and
And we will do the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. And then everybody will get their PhD at the end of class. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a test. All right. Concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Right. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular the essential teachings of Venerable Ozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Havala Teshvara, Tenzin Yatso, Sarazen. Pray for the long life of the precious Kensu Wandak. Upholding scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend of changing sense of the life, grateful and self-effects, the essential wisdom of the person, to Jiram Chikutsi Shabi Denananda.